So, welcome everybody to our Tanya class. We're holding in middle of chapter 44. And we are learning about loving Hashem. And we've been on this call beginning with different methods of loving Hashem. We spoke about a way of loving Hashem by looking at the brainness of the world, just this master universe. We spoke about, that was called the um, lower level of love. We spoke about this love that comes from Ahavarabha, a love that comes as a gift from heaven. Last week, we spoke about two types of love which combine the need for our work and heaven, which the first was I love my soul. And Hashem is my soul, so I love Hashem. Nafshi, Hashem is my soul. So I love Hashem. That was the first love. It's a self-fulfilling love. I'm loving myself. And then we have the second level of love, which is the love Kibradish Tadal Basar email like a son who goes and works on behalf on behalf of his parents, even willing to give up his own life. That's where we were up to last week. And today, the first thing we're going to start with is something which <coughs> holds very serious, and that is being a faith. So being, a being, being a fake. Oh, Acting fake. like someone you're not. Acting like someone greater than who we really are. Hi, it's great to see you, Asher and Myra. So what's Hi. your name? Say it again. Hello, Shalom. Yes, hi, Asher. So, so what could we do? We don't want to be a fake. But here, Tanya tells us that it's impossible to fake. What do we mean? Sometimes we may not feel this love, but because this is who we are, it's real. We're not a faker. Let me give you an example. If you went and said, I love my parents, and at the moment, the love to your parents is not so revealed. Are you a faker or a liar? No. Because it's an inborn love. It's there. If you would go ahead and say, I love fish and you don't like fish, you're not saying the truth. But because you naturally, you love your parents, so saying you love them, even though you may not actively feel it at the moment is not an untruth. But what happens if you're a faker and you don't know you're a faker? Like you could be a sociopath. Then you should talk to Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> 503-577-4556. You got my number, Mark. <laughs> That's only if I get to the place where I need to make one phone call. Yeah. Even if it appears to him at first sight that this is an illusion. In other words, I'm concerned 
that I'm faking. And faking is something that we 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 keep far away from. Don't be concerned. Because it is intrinsically the absolute truth by virtue of the hidden love. It may not be revealed today, but you truly love Hashem at to this level of whether it's the level of I love myself, so I love Hashem, who is myself, or whether it's the love of I love Hashem more than myself. Because it's truly within you, it's real. But the purpose, so then if it's there, why do I need to reveal it? If I already love Hashem, why do I need to bring it out? If I already love my parents, I naturally love them. So what's the point of making sure that I feel the love? So the obvious answer is, if you don't feel it, it's not going to take you too far. It's there. We know it's there. But children that don't reveal that love, then they could have some challenges. And that's what we say. But the purpose of its emergence into the open, the reason we need to actively work to reveal the love, is in order to translate it into action. <laughs> Namely, the occupation in the Torah and commandments which he studies and performs as a result of it. With the intention to bring gratification before him, may he be blessed at the son serving his father. So, unfortunately, there can be times that a son does not feel a love for his father. And you know what? He may not do what his father asks. Does he love his father? He does. He just doesn't realize it. He doesn't feel it, but he does love his father. So it's not enough to just have the hidden love. We actually need to reveal it. Rabbi Gordon of Blessed Memory, he shares that his father was a rabbi in America in the 1950s. And at that time, when he would ask people to do a mitzvah, they said, it's in my heart. So everything was in their heart. So his father said, maybe that's why only in America did the idea of a heart attack come. In the shtetl, they didn't have it so much. But all of a sudden in America, everything was in the heart. I love Hashem, it's in the heart. He said, too much pressure on the heart is not good. So we need to be able to take pressure off of the heart. Not only have this deep inside, but actually reveal what's inside of our heart. Okay, so now we know we have this love and we need to reveal it. But we may not be able to reveal it to its fullest. So concerning this, we have the famous rule from the Gemara. Concerning this, it was said that a good thought is united by the Holy One, Blessed be He, to thee. In other words, you do your part. Try hard. Try to reveal the love. Ah, you can't reveal it till it's a burning fire. Until the love that Moshe Rabbeinu had. No problem. Hashem will consider it as such. Hashem is going to take your action and make it fly above. As explained earlier. Providing the wings to soar upwards. As explained earlier. Now what type of gratification are we bringing to Hashem? When we go ahead and we reveal this love. And we do the Torah and mitzvahs. What are we accomplishing? Two things. Number one is. You're returning a lost prince to his king. Could you imagine? Just, just imagine. 
you know, we don't really have kinks today. I don't know, there's no, there's, there's just no, there's no possible example. I'll give you a small example. Small example. It's a, it's, it's a big example, but it's a small example for relative Tashem. Gilad Shalit, is that his, was that his name? That he was in captivity? Yes. He was in captivity for many years. And there were times we didn't know if he's alive or not. Could you imagine the happiness his parents felt when they saw him for the first time after so many years? Mm-hmm. And do you think they waited for him to take a shower before they gave him a hug? You think they told him, oh, it smells too much. They couldn't care less. It's their child. Oh, my child, my son. But now imagine Hashem's child. Imagine a king's child. Right? Today, there's still a queen of England. Imagine one of her children was truly captured, kidnapped, and is brought back from captivity. The person who, who brought back this prince or princess from captivity, they're gonna be on every te- television station. Can you imagine the joy that they're bringing to the queen? So every time we come to this Tanya class, or we put on tefillin, we light Shabbos candles every time, I want you to imagine the joy that Gilad Shelley's parents felt seeing him after that captivity. Because we're releasing within ourselves, there's a captivity. Our animalistic soul is hiding, is concealing, is, is guarding Hashem, the spark of Hashem within us. And every time we do a mitzvah, we're revealing that spark. It's unbelievable. That's the first type of pleasure we cause Hashem. The second type of pleasure is Hashem has a master plan. Hashem's master plan is to reveal himself within this world. So every time you do a mitzvah, you are drawing Hashem down into this world. Incredible. So now, this is awesome, Masha. This is incredible. Not only are you getting reward for releasing Gilad Chalit and bringing back the princess to the Queen of England. In addition to that, you're also completing the Queen's biggest dream she ever had in the world every time you do a mitzvah. It's a two-for-one special. Okay, it's a 50% off. Beautiful. Beautiful. Any questions before we go on? Okay. So until now, we were saying that every time we have this love, we accomplish we bring happiness to Hashem by releasing the captive son and by fulfilling his mission. Now Tanya continues. The love that I, do, that I love myself, so I love Hashem, this is a very easy, I shouldn't say easy, it's an inappropriate, inappropriate word. It is very con- close to us. We are able to reveal it. How do we reveal it? We reveal it through using our mouth. Let's see this inside. And even in, but even in regard to the above-mentioned love in the category of nafshi, evisicha, my soul, Hashem, you are my soul, and therefore I desire you, 
it's very near to be brought out of its concealment into the open. To take this love from the recesses of your heart and reveal it through constant practice. Now, your heart is full of Kormini. Going back to something, we become more accustomed to it. And this is one of the reasons why we always are using our mouth. It's not enough to learn with our eyes. We actually need to pronounce the words of prayer. We need to pronounce what we're learning. We have to bring it out from the concealment, actually verbalize it to make it physical by, by the power of speech. And through speaking about how much I love Hashem, through prayer, we're going to be able to reveal this love. However, what happens if you can't reveal this love? Are you a faker? I'm trying to love Hashem because Hashem is me. I love myself. No, you're not a fake. However, even if he cannot bring it into a revealed state in his heart, nevertheless, he can occupy himself in the Torah and commandments for their own sake. Through portraying the idea of this love in the contemplation of his mind. So even if you can't truly come to this love, Try. Think about it. And a good thought is united by the Holy One, blessed be He. Hashem will say, you're trying good enough for me. I need you to try. You know, this is something we always tell our, our students in school. I don't care about the hundred. I care if you tried your best. That's what counts. You may not become a doctor, true. If you try your best and you fail the test, you're not going to become a doctor. But well, you know what that means? That means that Hashem doesn't need you to become a doctor. Hashem wants you to do your best. If you remember, in a previous chapter we learned that there's four worlds. There are the four worlds of, could, anybody, could anyone call it out? Atsilos, Bria, Yitzir, and Asiya. There is a world that is one with Hashem, HL, close to Hashem. And then Hashem had to contract himself and create a world of Bria, a world of the first world of creation. That world of creation, and, and actually we're going to talk much more about this at length in chapter 48 and 49. I think you'll, you'll get a good understanding of the four worlds. But the world of Atsilos, which is one with Hashem, over there shines Chachma, Hashem's wisdom. In the world of Bria, shines Hashem's Bina, Hashem's understanding. Now, what's the difference between wisdom and understanding? So I'll give you two examples. Both of these are from Rabbi Gordon, of blessed memory. He, one example is, imagine you are working, Gershon, you have some complex problem in trying to plan out this parking lot. And you've spent two full days trying to put it together. And as you're planning it, bam, 
it just falls into your lap how you're going to make it happen. And at that moment, Usher rings your doorbell. And you go and open the door, and Usher says, how are you? And guess what? After you spend three minutes with Usher, you come back to the table, you forgot what your answer was. You had an answer, but you forgot it. That was wisdom without the understanding. Mm. Another example would be, if you have a lighter. So if you, if you have a lighter, you press it, but you need a spark. The spark is the wisdom. The understanding is if the, if the spark catches fire, it makes that flame. The wisdom is the idea. Understanding is breaking apart the idea. So in Bria, in the world of Bria shines, Hashem's being, Hashem's understanding. In the lower world of Yitzira, formation over there shines Hashem's emotion. Why am I bringing this up? Because, because if we're serving Hashem out of a natural love that's within us, are we, is that love going to be a love that's going to be within the higher world of Bria? Or is it a lower love? It's a love that was natural, so it's, it's within the world of Yitzira. Again, this love, how much I love Hashem because I love myself or like a son to a father, which is inborn within us, is it a love that's going to take us into the higher world of Bria or the lower world of Yitzhak? What do you think the answer is? Call it out. Well, well the answer is going to be, if you revealed it, that means you used your understanding. So it's going to be within the world of Bria. Let's see that inside. The said two distinctions of love, though they are an inheritance onto us from our patriarchs. We got it. You don't have to pay a penny. You get it's a free stimulus pack. And like a natural instinct in our souls. And so to the fear that is contained within them to really love someone, there has to be a level of fear which is the fear of being sundered, God forbid, from the source of our life and our true Father, blessed be He. What's the fear that you have if you love somebody? Fear is you're going to be separated. If you really love someone, then you're going to fear them in the sense that you're not going to want to be separated from them. Are nevertheless not termed natural fear and love unless they be in the mind and thought alone and in the latency of the heart. So if it's just in the heart and if it's, if it's only in the mind, but you haven't really revealed it in your emotions, you haven't made a fire out of this, then their station is in the tense spirit of Yitzira, where they bring up with them the Torah and commandments of which they have been the inspiration and cause. So if you haven't taken your thought and really caused these levels of love to be burning within your heart, then it's still within Yitzira. It's more natural. You got it. But if you've taken them and you've really dwelled on these ideas and you've revealed it in your heart, when they are in a manifest state in the heart, then they are called in the Zohar, the leave of the heart's desire. And they're stationed in the 10th spirit of Bria. They bring up with them the Torah and commandments which have been induced by them because of this revealed love. Why? 
What's the reason that if the love is is on fire within your heart, now it goes to Bria? Because remember, Bria is understanding. And the ability, the fact that you've revealed it, put it on fire in your heart, means that you understand. For four, continues Tanya, four, for their emergence from the latency and concealment of the heart into a state of revelation comes through the faculty of Das through a powerful fixation of the mind and an intense concentration. The working hard, powerful fixation of the mind and intense concentration, touching the depth of the heart preeminently and continuously on the blessed ain't soul as to how he is our very life, our blessed true father. Okay. You revealed it in your heart. You worked hard intellectually. You took the Vina, you took the understanding and you applied it to Das. Das is the idea of marriage, the idea of the union. And so if, if you were able to reveal it in your heart, you have obviously used your understanding. And this is what it says in the Zohar, and it is well known what is written in the Tikkunim, that there in the world of Bria nests the supernal mother. The supernal mother is considered this, the Bria called mother. Why? Because that's the idea of understanding. Chachma, wisdom. Remember the example we gave of wisdom? Is that spark? Is the, and then the, the understanding is the flame. Or the idea that we gave of Gershon having a thought and it left him. Because wisdom is just that flash. That's the idea of the, of the father's seed. And the supernal mother, the, the mother takes the seed and now she makes a child out of it. That's the idea of understanding, taking the wisdom and making now an understanding, a child out of it. So Bria, there is the supernal mother um, understanding, which is a contemplation of the light of the blessed Ain Sof, the giver of life. And this is what we say in Pasach Eliyahu, Bina liba uva halev maven. Bina is the heart, and with it does the heart understand. Okay? So we have clarity that even though this is a natural love, natural things would only take my Torah and mitzvahs to the world of Yitzira because I use my brain to reveal this, because I use my understanding to reveal this love within me. It's going to go, the, the Torah and mitzvahs I do will go to the world of Bria. Furthermore, now what's the quality of this fear? If it's a natural, if it's something I worked on, then it's going to be similar to the fear we referred to. The sorry, if this love is the love I I worked on, then it's similar to the love of Avas Olam that comes from just knowing the greatness of the world. No, what's unique about these two loves is that it's natural. It's kind of a gift from above, but we need to reveal it. That's the best possible scenario. Something is free, I don't have that much appreciation for it. If I work for something, it's my own. You know, if you make your own your own challah, it may not taste as good as the bakery, but it's your challah. You worked hard on it. If I have to thank Morbasha, Morbasha gave me these pruning tools. Now, I want to tell you something. I am no gardener. But when I cut down my own branches, all of a sudden that bush is it's a, whole new, it's a whole new bush to me. 
I personally worked on. So the love, the uniqueness of these two levels of love, the love of I love Hashem because he's my soul and the love of a son to a father which is natural within us and we revealed it within us. That's the best case scenario. The gift from Hashem is really lofty, but I also worked on it. Furthermore, these two distinctions of love that have been referred to above contain a quality of love which is greater and more sublime than the intelligence fear and love. The love termed above as Abbasola. It's just, it's not only intelligent, it's also a gift from above at the same time. It's the best case, in, best case scenario. So, comes the question, there's love at first sight. There's a natural love. Then there's love I need to work really hard. So why do I need to work hard? Why do I need to work hard? Let, let's say it in other words. If I can love Hashem, because he's my father, it's natural. Or I love Hashem because he's my soul. So let's leave it at that. Why do I also need to try and love Hashem by thinking about how he created the world and the greatness of the entire universe. Why do I need to spend time on that? What can I gain? Let me start from the top. It's incredible. I'm going to think about how Hashem is my father. Why all the hassle? Why the bother? Here Tanya shares with us that something that is completely your work is going to be much more powerful. It may not be greater, but it will be stronger. So it may not be a great love, but it's a, more, it's a stronger love. When two people... I'm just tr I'm trying to think about this like in terms of a relationship of husband and wife. I'm not sure how to say, I'm not sure. Let's see it inside and maybe someone else here could present to me how they understand this would be the two, how they could explain this in a relationship of husband and wife. Maybe as an example. Nevertheless, if we have this natural love within us, I take it back. This wouldn't be the case of a husband and wife because it's not natural. So now I think I have an example. Okay, here. We're talking about a parent to their child, which is natural. So you have the natural love or you have the ability for the child to sit down and think about how great their parent is. Now the difference is very, very big. There is a natural love. But you ever came to that point in your life where you're like, wow, I can't believe my kid is talking to me this way. Do I ever appreciate my parents? You ever had that, that kickback? It's like, whoa, whoa, now I understand how, what it means to be a parent. So there's a natural love. But then there's thinking about 
how great your parents are that they had you or just have mark you're with me i'm with you let's read inside nevertheless nonetheless a person must strain his intellect to apprehend and attain also the distinction of eternal love referred to above which stems from understanding and knowledge of the greatness of god why do you also need to try and create your own love if it's just natural because that's going to blaze, fan the blaze of the fiery love with glowing coals and an intense fire and a name that rises heavenward so that <coughs> not even many waters can extinguish it, nor rivers can By thinking about the greatness of your parents, nothing's going to be able to stop. For there is a superiority and excellence in the quality of love burning like fiery coals and an intense flame. That love, like fiery coals and intense flame, comes from the understanding and knowledge of the greatness of the blessed Ain Sof over the two distinctions of love, which are more natural, referred to above. They're not like fiery coals in a blaze. Similar to the superiority and excellence of gold over silver and so forth, as will be explained later. What's the quality of gold over silver? Anybody? What was the question? What is the quality of gold over silver? It's more valuable. True. Why? Because it's scarcer. It doesn't tarnish. So, it, it, I don't know if it's scarcer. I just don't know the math. But I trust you, Mark, that it is. doesn't tarnish. That's a very now silver tar, silver I guess does tarnish. It Here conducts one, electricity better. Say it again. I think it conducts electricity. Conducts electricity. Uh, I'm gonna tell you one perspective. Gold has a better shine. It just it shines much brighter. It's much more pretty. And you can't compare gold more silver. Let's say it another word. If you have this, the amount of gold, if you have $200 worth of silver and $200 of gold, they're not equal. Yeah, it's $200 worth. Yeah, but they're, <laughs> they're still not equal because gold will always be better than silver. That's what Tanya is saying here. It's not about the value of it. You, you can't, you'll, you'll never, silver is not gold. Gold has a greater shine. And that's what we're saying here, that the love that you had to work on by yourself, it wasn't natural, it just shines brighter. You can't compare the two. That's one reason why it's not enough to only have the natural love. We also have to do our best because it's a, shine, it's a, it's a greater fire. And the second reason is because this is the whole reason we were created that one may know the glory of the Lord and the majestic splendor of his greatness, each according to the limit of his capacity, as is written in Raya Mehem Naparshus Bai, begin the Yishimaydim Bay, that in order, and in order that they may know him, and so forth, and as is known. So, so when a second we, reason why, and so, I'll take your question in a minute, Mark, a second reason why it's not enough to just have the natural love. But we need to go ahead and really do our best to contemplate on the greatness of Hashem and create our own love without any help 
is not only it's like gold over silver that it shines greater, but that's why we were created to know Hashem. That is the first of the Ten Commandments. To know Hashem. Yes. So we were created, and what I'm gathering from this, if we create, we also shine. So if we create that loaf of bread, as opposed to somebody else creating that loaf of bread, then we shine as well. So what, what, so what I'm gathering is that I need to do it myself. I need to figure it out and I need to create as opposed to taking from somebody else or using somebody else's creativity or, or eating somebody else's color. If I create my own color, I'm creating something. That's the first answer. Yeah. Oh, there's more answers. No, yeah, the first reason we need we need to go ahead okay. and create our own love is because it's it's much <coughs> shinier. Because if it was somebody else's, it would be fake. Or in this scenario, which we're talking about, if you would reveal what's within you, what is natural, it's not going to be so on fire. It's your your love for Hashem will not be as great. It's just a part of you. You know, the talents we have, we don't appreciate so much. It's who we are. If someone doesn't know how to draw and they work really hard, they create it themselves. It's much more powerful. But if you were born an artist, you don't appreciate your talents so much. Did that make sense to you, Mark? Yes. That's, now, that's one reason we have to try and come to an understanding and love of Hashem completely on our own. The second reason is, that's what Hashem wants. Hashem created us, wanting us to try and understand Him as much as possible. As it says here, the Raya Mehemna, I'm going to highlight those words, and the Raya Mehemna, the Zohar says, in order that they may know Him. Hashem created us to know Him. Rabbi? Please. Well, the, the more commitment that we put into knowing Hashem, the more Hashem provides light to us and we provide light to others. True, true. The more we, the more we connect with Hashem, the more Hashem connects with us and we illuminate the world as a whole. Yes. Any other questions? Rabbi Schneer? Yes, more Rabbi um, I don't, it was up a little ways from where we are right now, but it said that Bina is from the heart. There it is. Bina is the heart, and with it does the heart understand. But Bina is an intellectual thing, so how can that be from the heart? I think that's exactly what we're saying. No, you're asking well. You're saying... If Bina is understanding, then it's in the mind. So Bina is in the heart means that if you really understand something, the understanding will bring forth emotion. Okay. Bina is in the heart, meaning you're not just 
studying an abstract subject. This is real. You're really understanding. That true understanding will then bring birth to an emotion. Thank you. Any other questions? This almost goes back to the however many lessons ago about the, the, the brain ruling over the heart. Sure, you must, yes, yes. You must comprehend it intellectually to evoke the emotion. Yes, maya shalta Yes. 